Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Lily Jamali. Record-breaking heat, wildfires burning out of control, and the threat of power blackouts. For millions of Californians, this Labor Day weekend amid the pandemic has been relentless. In the Central Valley, the Creek Fire broke out Friday night and trapped around 200 people in the Mammoth Pool Reservoir. That's 40 miles from Fresno and a popular vacation spot on a holiday weekend like this one. Those trapped were airlifted out to safety by helicopter. Officials say 20 people had injuries, including burns. The Creek Fire spread fast and has now burned more than 73,000 acres. At a gas station in the town of Prather, down the hill from Shaver Lake, where the Creek Fire started, a member of the California Report team met Arnold Coat, wearing a cowboy hat and a P-100 particulate mask, Coat was filling tanks with regular gas and diesel for a tractor and bulldozer so he could create a fire break around his house. One word to describe is just upsetting. Uh, knowing that there's people that have already lost their homes, people have lost pets. You know, I don't know if anyone's been killed in this uh, fire, hopefully not. Just unfortunate. You know, I, I don't know what else to say. God bless everyone. That was Arnold Coat, interviewed in the town of Prather. As of yesterday evening, the Fresno Bee was reporting that there are still people stranded in the Mammoth Pool area. Dr. Scott Stevens has been monitoring the behavior of the Fresno area's Creek Fire all through this weekend. Dr. Stevens is a professor at UC Berkeley's Department of Environmental Science, Policy and Management. And he noticed something in satellite imagery from the National Interagency Fire Center based in Idaho. By Sunday morning, their visualization of the heat being emitted from the Creek Fire showed how the legacy of last decade's drought makes this fire among the worst he has ever seen in the southern Sierra Nevada. Generally, most all fires are going to show the highest amount of heat right on the edge as they burn into unburned fuel. So the fire is moving into an area that hasn't been burned before, generating a lot of heat. Generally, just an hour or so after that, most of that fuel will be burned and the image basically goes dark. So the next time the satellite takes an image, it shows the heat on the edge at very little heat interior. But the image on this fire is remarkable because it shows the fire growing and there's heat on the edges. But the entire interior of that fire is also showing the same heat. So the heat intensity of the fire isn't just around the edges of the burn zone. It's intensely hot within. What does that tell you about what's going on with the Creek Fire and how it's different from the usual? Yes, you know, the Creek Fire is burning with so much more energy per area than anything that we've ever seen in the Sierra Nevada. And the Creek Fire is centered around one of the areas of the drought-induced mortality. And so if they were live trees, they'd still be standing, and they would have high moisture content. And even under the most severe fire conditions, when a fire will sweep through them, those trees have got too much moisture, even under the most severe conditions, that fuel is just not available to burn. But then the drought comes. 
killed over 150 million trees from 2012 to 2015. And after five, ten years or so, many of these trees come down. In this particular fire, we believe we have so many dead and down trees that you're actually getting positive feedback of that combustion process. But that's what we think that satellite is showing so much interior heat. We think we're seeing the large woody debris material from the drought burning and putting out severe heat and causing things like local weather that are unprecedented, plumes that go up 35,000 feet, and the ability to move that fire in tremendous speeds that are very dangerous to people and ecosystems. I have to also ask you about this dramatic situation where people were trapped by the Creek Fire, which jumped the San Joaquin River on Saturday. It trapped at least 200 people in the Mammoth Pool recreational area. They had to be airlifted out. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. No, I would agree. You know, it, it is it is really scary. You know, of course, we're in the Labor Day weekend. People trying to get into the mountains and have some beautiful um, scenery, just like I love to do. Of course, I read that that particular lake had one road in, one road out, and that fire started below it and then started to move up and track them. And I heard that the people were told to go to the lake edge and then eventually maybe to go inside the lake to try to keep away from the heat. That's exactly what I would have done. But I think it shows us, too, that these types of fires are also very dangerous to help people. It'll certainly burn houses down, unfortunately, and cause great harm to our forest and ecosystem. But there's a public safety component here, too, especially in areas where we recreate high numbers. That was Dr. Scott Stevens, professor at UC Berkeley's Department of Environmental Science, Policy, and Management. He says, by the way, the conditions we're seeing right now have made the models long used to predict fire behavior essentially worthless. I'm Jason Flom, and you're Maggie Freeling. Hey, Jason. Every day we learn about another person who shouldn't be in prison. 58 years in prison for a crime he didn't commit. So glad you're home. If you want to be part of this work, listen to Wrongful Conviction. The podcast where we hand the mic to innocent people to hear their stories. How do you send someone innocent to prison? Listen to new episodes of Wrongful Conviction with Maggie Freeling and Jason Flom on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A young correctional officer. He said it was the most dangerous prison in California. Forced to make a choice. Fulfill his oath or back his fellow officers. Recognize the badge of my office. I'm Suki Lewis. From KQED Podcasts comes On Our Watch Season 2, New Folsom. A story about who gets hurt when the system that promises to keep us safe is bent on protecting itself. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Last night, Governor Gavin Newsom issued an emergency proclamation for several counties, including Fresno, Madera, and Mariposa, due to the Creek Fire in San Diego County because of the Valley Fire and in San Bernardino County because of the El Dorado Fire. Cal Fire says that one was started by a smoke-generating pyrotechnic device used at a gender reveal party. All of this is happening against the backdrop of the state's worst heat wave in recent years. With more on that, here's my California Report colleague, Saul Gonzalez. Saul? 
Lily, across California, temperatures reached well into the triple digits on Saturday and Sunday, with many places shattering old temperature records. Take Woodland Hills north of Los Angeles. It recorded a high temperature of 121 degrees on Sunday. The National Weather Service says that's the hottest temperature ever recorded by a weather station in Los Angeles County. And by comparison, it was about 20 degrees hotter in Woodland Hills than Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, and Cairo, Egypt. Other Southern California communities that hit record temperatures include Riverside at 117 degrees and Escondido in North San Diego County at 115 degrees. In other parts of California, Fresno, Sacramento, and Redding were well over 100 degrees. But there were islands of temperature relief here and there, like Eureka in far northern California, where temperatures stayed in the 70s. Lily? Thanks, Saul. Well, there are two kinds of power outages looming over California right now, rolling blackouts and public safety power shutoffs. If your lights go out, it's not necessarily your utility calling the shots. It's the power grid operators who keep the grid up in 80% of the state. KQED's Raquel Maria Dillon explains the difference. Rotating blackouts can hit any of us, Eureka to San Diego, but we get some warning when the independent system operator issues flex alerts. And it's the California ISO, which manages the delicate balance of power supply and demand on the state's electrical grid, that ultimately makes the call, effectively ordering utilities to cut power to customers. It's either turn off the lights or bring the entire grid down. John Phipps is an operations director with the ISO. This one big interconnected system, um, so energy that's being generated at one plant can feed uh, homes at a completely other end of the state. So if there's energy that's being lost on the system anywhere, if Diablo Canyon had problems in the Northern California, that could impact San Diego. Utilities can import extra power from neighboring states and municipal power companies, but it's been really hot all over. On top of that, wildfires took out transmission lines, leaving key hydropower facilities and solar arrays stranded and disconnected from the grid. So the ISO makes desperate pleas for customers to conserve energy, even though we're already sweltering in stuffy houses and apartments. Power demand is outpacing supply, mainly because of that brutal heat. But it's a completely different late summer West Coast weather pattern that causes the other kind of electrical outages, public safety power shutoffs, and conserving energy won't prevent those. Dry offshore winds combined with aging and poorly maintained power lines have sparked deadly wildfires in recent years. That kind of wind is predicted from Monday afternoon into Tuesday. PG&E spokeswoman Katie Allen. We are monitoring this very dynamic, windy weather system that is moving through parts of our service area, and we want our customers to be prepared and have a plan. These preventative power outages affect specific areas. This time around, 17 counties got warnings. So don't be surprised if the lights go out. For the California Report, I'm Raquel Maria Dillon. And that's the California Report for this Monday. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Lily Jamali. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Support for the California Report comes from Hint. Fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors. No sweeteners, no calories. In stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. Hint. Water with a touch of true fruit flavor. Earth Justice, a national nonprofit law organization fighting for the right to a healthy environment. Earth Justice, because the earth needs a good lawyer.
and Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy harnesses the power of people and science to create innovative solutions for a healthy environment, just societies, and opportunities for human achievement. Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. I'm Jason Flom. And you're Maggie Freeling. Hey, Jason. Every day we learn about another person who shouldn't be in prison. 58 years in prison for a crime he didn't commit. So glad you're home. If you want to be part of this work, listen to Wrongful Conviction. The podcast where we hand the mic to innocent people to hear their stories. How do you send someone innocent to prison? Listen to new episodes of Wrongful Conviction with Maggie Freeling and Jason Flom on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.